Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast, where we get to follow up, break down, and discuss last Sunday's message. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more about what God has for us. Now let's join our team as we gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the executive pastor of TC. Back again with me today is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, we're pumped to have you guys with us and uh, excited about another week and kicking off a new series, talking about some fun stuff, uh, getting into sushi, sex, and subtitles so part one was quite a doozy yeah it was something bro i had some people come up to me after each service and was like hey i want to thank you for all you've done for me and my family lately uh i'm gonna we're, we're not coming back anymore <laughs> they were joking like y'all didn't warn us or nothing like you could have put a disclaimer out <laughs> you know like solve your issues before you get here <laughs> type of thing um uh, i guess there's, i guess there's a lot of rib poking during the sermon on sunday so i saw you and ryan cutting up a little bit during the sermon yeah ryan <laughs> well he's you know it was some of the time like just you know some of the, the little things in the message and you know he'll say a little like i under his breath you know but it's right, funny right. like oh okay you know just you say something he's like oh okay yeah and then it was like at one point i don't know if it was he or i but it was like we just it was like i one of us said, and I don't remember if it was me or him, but we both laughed at it, was, as a single person, I feel attacked right now, or something <laughs> along those lines, and just, like, laughing. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, it was it was a good time. Sunday was a lot of fun, and we had, um, you know, we're in that season. February is a great season. Uh, new people kind of start walking in the doors again. You know, holidays are kind of over. January kind of restarts a few things, and... So February is always kind of like that for us. Um, and then we just saw a number of people bringing a number of people because of it being this, because of the series we were doing. Yeah, you know? I think we had, I think we had 13 first time guests that turned in, uh, turning cards, turned in cards. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was dope. The series was good. Um, getting it kicked off and, and it's always just, you know, it's, uh, you almost have the green light to step on toes a little bit, uh, in a series like this. <laughs> Uh, but you don't want to get too crazy with it. Uh, but it's like, no. it's just so funny to me how um, unhealthy a lot of the relationships and marriages, I, I shouldn't say funny, it's interesting to me how unhealthy some marriages and relationships are. And people just let them be that way. So it's not funny to me that they are that way or interesting that they are messed up, hurting, broken, et cetera. It's interesting to me that it's like, it takes something like Sunday for people to go, oh yeah, we probably should change that, huh? And it's like, well, it's like how how <laughs> yeah. you know dysfunction, and that could be in a marriage. It could be in you know anything, anything sure. but how you know for a prolonged period of it almost becomes normal. True. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, or yeah. It feels normal. Well, that's what we talked about on Sunday. You got to right. change your normal. You know what I mean? Like we we brought that up. Like how we've um, grown accustomed to certain normalities. They really aren't normal. We've just let them become normal. Like I, it's almost like we've been desensitized to norm, uh, to things that are normal. We joke about this a lot. We joke about it because it irritates both of us. Um, kids, like the way kids act towards their parents nowadays. Right. And like how when we were kids, <laughs> like, that did not fly, bro. Like you talk about your mom in the store. 
Yeah. How, like, if you and your brother acted up. What? You know, <laughs> I'm a parenting expert. <laughs> okay. Bro, you should talk about your books right now. Yeah, well, so I, here's what I think about kids. <laughs> we, we, as yep. in our generation, yes. is raising a, a new generation. And it's like the kids think they have options or input. <laughs> right. Like, don't do that. And in the kid's mind, it's like, don't do that. It's like, I can still do this. Yeah. Or maybe I'll do what they say. It's like, <laughs> there's an option of stopping whatever, you know, right. or something along those lines. Right. Um, and yeah, we just, I just didn't want to raise that way. Like, yeah. No. It, it, and we were, ch- you're a child. Yeah. Do what I say. And we talked about how, like, our moms, like, our parents would wear us out in public. Like, oh. Uh. If you, are you going it makes embar- it worse. Yeah, you gonna embarrass me? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna embarrass you. Like, you know, yeah. I just, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And uh, you were talking. You talk about your books. You want to tell? You want to tell? <laughs> you want to tell <laughs> everyone about your books? Write a series of books. Um, I'm trying to find a publisher. <laughs> I want to write a, a marriage book. <laughs> um, the single guy's guide to marriage. And then uh, there's a uh, one after that will be obviously a parenting book, right? The non-parents guide to parenting, (laughs) and uh, I think it's going to be New York Times bestsellers. I mean, it tickles me every time. But here's what's funny, you know, people think because you know if you don't have kids, you don't like you can have insight. Sure, you can have insight. Now I know it's always different, but when you have a kid, it's different. And I get, I get it. yeah, I do get all that, but none, nonetheless, <laughs> you know, having kids and not having kids doesn't mean like oh, you would, you your kid would be buck wild too. It's like I don't know if that's the case. Oh well, no, and, I mean, and not all kids are buck wild. That's not what I mean. You know, and I I, I get it. It's just, well, and here's the deal: there's a difference between a hyper kid and a disobedient one. Yeah, and that's important. Like, well, it's like you said. Like sometimes kids are kids, right? Yeah, kids I mean, are kids. you know, a five year old's gonna act like a five year old, and a five year old just it's just like. The, the joke, and I heard, you know, not to endorse Cat Williams at all, but he talks about <laughs> people beating their kids in public like we're talking about. Right. It's like, uh, he's supposed to want the Skittles. He's four. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right, like, right. Like, he's a kid. Um, yeah. You know, that's not really what we're talking about. No. You, know, you, don't, you don't punish kids for being kids, but, you, you know, if you clearly say stop doing that, don't do that, come over here or something, yeah. you know, and they don't live. Like, we just didn't. Yeah. There's, par- there's parents, they start counting, and I don't believe them. <laughs> right uh, one two you know it's like what are we counting to exactly uh, like and what happens when you get there because i've heard you get to three a number of that's times that's the thing happens. the parents listen if you're gonna count there better be something at the end of that at the count. end of the count there's got to be something yeah you no, just, they don't believe you them kids you, don't believe you. They, you just played yourself yeah they you you got to three three and, and like, a half yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> three and three quarters yeah. like nah, nah, nah. yeah like what is the black your eye what does the count go to first of yeah. all and secondly that's what i did as a kid how high do you count mom yeah no, let, let me know what the number is so i can stop before you get there <laughs> yeah seriously but, there, should be a, there should be a different consequence at every number like <laughs> increasing consequences that's every true yeah i'll add that in the book yeah <laughs> chapter seven <laughs> I'll add that to the book. Um, but yeah, no, we. But, but I'll say all this though: it can't be easy raising kids. No, of course not. Yeah, well, no. and here's the deal: at, at the end of the day, you know, we got we have some truly amazing parents in our church. We really do. Um, parents that I think are raising their kids well, and the, the series was not on parenting, but just, and we're talking about parents. We got some parents that are truly raising their kids well, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, it is, I think, 
in a culture, in a society where parents haven't gotten over themselves, how do you raise kids well when you, A, either weren't raised well or you're still dealing with so much stuff within yourself, insecurities, faults and failures, shame, guilt, whatever, that you haven't really been able to make you whole. How do you lead kids, right? Which is why, you know, I just think that when it comes to relationships and marriage, you know, we really need to have healthy conversations about that because some of us are getting into marriages and then having kids and we're not healthy. We're not, I don't mean healthy physically, uh, even though maybe that plays a role for some people. Um, just being like healthy emotionally and all those things, you know, if you are so consumed with insecurity that you need affirmation so bad that you're willing to be on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and whatever, you know, whatever the platforms are six hours a day, that's six hours you could be with your kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like your, your priorities need to change. And me and Ashley were having this conversation the other day. It has nothing to do with the series, but we're here. So uh, me and Ashley were having this conversation the other day because I don't think, I think our generation is the first generation of people to not truly weigh out what it is that they want. Yeah. And so, for example, they want, um, they want, the, they want the job that pays 100K a year. They want the house that costs them a quarter million dollars. They want four kids. Um, they want to travel the world, and they want like they want they want the best version of everyone they follow on Instagram, and they want the career that costs them sixty hours a week. It's like that's impossible. You can't have four kids work sixty hours a week and expect them to turn out halfway close to socially acceptable. Like that's not it's not going to work. Mm-mm. Like. You can't, it's like weddings. We we talk about weddings. Like in weddings, if you're thinking about getting married, here's some help for you. All right. From the minister who does weddings, I've I've done a lot of them. All right. Let me just help you all out. Brides to be. I know on Pinterest, you love the photos of the husband and the wife. I love this. And they're like, they they look all good. And those are the day of photos. I know you love those photos. I know you love the idea of everyone waiting until you get there to eat. Right? Like, so you finish the wedding. No one eats until you get there. I know you love that idea. And I know you love the idea of everyone at your wedding dancing at the end. You can have two out of three of those, but you can't have all three. All right. So if you want to dance at the end and everyone to wait on you to eat, you need to let the bride, let the husband see the bride before the wedding, take those photos, get them out the way. So that as soon as the wedding is over, they come walk in and we all eat and then we dance. Because all of us, we hungry. We waiting three hours for these ridiculous photos of you throwing bird seed in the air or whatever you're doing, laying in a field of flowers, in the brook, in the meadow, holding the fish, whatever. Like, we're hungry. We should be eating. I want an egg roll and a taco and you're over there taking pictures. Let us eat and we'll dance. Husband, see the bride beforehand. Have a photographer capture dope photos. It'll be great. Or you don't get to dance. And you go take the pictures, and we all talk to each other. We wait two hours for you to do the field of flowers photos. And then we all eat. And by then, we're all tired, and we leave. Or we don't eat. And you go take your photos while we all dance. But you can't have all three. Right? Like, it doesn't work that way. And in the same way, you can't have everything in life. Like, you got to give up something. So when we're dealing with relationships and parenting and all that stuff, 
Well, you have to realize you got to give something up. You can't have if, if you want the sixty. You know, if you want the sixty k a year job. Uh, I mean, if you want the if you want the sixty hour a week job, this ain't the time to be popping out a lot of kids, because your kids need you. Like, you need to be there for your kids. <laughs> like, and especially. If you're a single parent, so like that, like I'm not saying you don't need to have a job. As long as I'm saying you need to be aware of what your kids' needs are versus just what you yeah. want to do. You know, have a job. Like I get it, it's hard out there, but I'm just saying, like the biggest thing to me with parenting that that I see think is crazy is the hypocrisy. Like parents that demonize technology and don't want their kid like screen time, mm-hmm. but then when they have the cookout on Saturday or they go to the restaurant. They're on their phone. They give the kid the iPad. Shut up. Take the iPad and go sit in the corner. Right. It's like, I thought screen time was bad. It's like, you know, like to me, that is so, yeah, I don't understand that. It's like, it's either it's good or it's bad. Right. Maybe there's a fine balance, but it's like, you know, parents that blast their kids, even that are maybe a little, not three and four and five, but it's like, sure. Worried about them always being on the iPad or something until... So the friends come over, like, yeah, right, right, and you right. and you don't want the kid. You don't you don't want to yeah. you don't want to play with the kid because your friends are over. Sure, so you throw the phone like a ninja star, <laughs> you know, to the kid yeah. and tell him to shut up and go get in the corner. Well, we had a we had a couple over from the church. I won't say their names, um, but well, I, I will say their names. They, it, it's a good thing. Uh, the Olivers came over not too long ago. Yeah. Justin, but they came over for dinner. Shout out to you guys. Love y'all. Um, they came over for dinner, and we, you know, uh, they brought the kids with them. So Jack's running around, you know what I mean? And I could tell Justin was like, hey, like, calm, you know, trying to calm him down. He's in energy mode. He's in a new space. Plus, I got two huge dogs. So, like, yeah, it's a party. Let's do this. Right. We're eating on the back deck. It was The weather was nice. And there was a couple other couples there as well. And uh, and he was running like crazy. And, and you know, Justin and Abel more or less were kind of like, hey, uh, so, you know, like. And they kept trying to calm him down. And I told them, I'm like, hey, listen, we're fine. So if you feel like you need to correct him because he's getting out of line, that's on you. But don't feel the need to try to do it, to try to, like, appease a – he's a kid, and he's acting like a kid, and that's what kids do. So we're fun- – like, don't think yeah. that our home is, like, don't – like, right. no, we're good. Like, Because he be wasn't being bad. No, he's just being, being a kid, kid. Yeah. you know? And you, I can see the pressure. Like, oh, okay. I was, and we had a pool. I was like, now listen, he gets close to the pool. I'm looking at you, like – if you're not panicked, I'm not panicked. But, you know, like when it comes to just him, like, hey, listen, I'm fine with it if you're fine with it. And I told him, the reason I brought that up, I told him the same thing. I was like, I would rather him be running around with my dogs and having a good time than you going like, here's a phone, watch Netflix, and don't say nothing until we get done. Yeah. Like, I don't, that's not as helpful either. You know, they go, we went on, they went out in the backyard and played and, with the football and stuff like and that. And let me clarify, I'm not saying your kid watching Netflix on your phone is bad. I'm saying... I think it's bad when you use your phone and, and an iPad sure. when it suits you, but get mad at your kid for being on technology and screen time right. when you don't. That's yeah. what it's I'm saying. It's the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy, yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah. so I'm all that. about it. I'm all yeah. about, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm Because sometimes I think they do need it. Yeah, you no. Know? You, you go into Especially this day the, and age. The cool thing is, is there's technology now that, you know, when we were kids, we didn't have no choice but to get a whooping if we acted up. I mean, I ain't trying Boy. to be quiet at six years old, and I gotta wait in the in the waiting room at the doctor's office. When now you could be like, "Hey, put the earphones in and right. watch this for a little right, bit." Right, right. You know, like we didn't. Or have just that. a stressful situation in general. You know what I mean? Like you need to calm some stuff down. Here, watch this. You know, you're stressed out or whatever. So yeah, I don't. I'm not saying you should never have it. And that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. It's that's the hypocrisy of saying 
you don't need to be on this so much unless it's convenient for me. That's right. And that's, that's the problem. what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, with families, I think it's just important to understand, like, we have to determine. I, I want to encourage families out there. I want to encourage husbands and wives, mothers and fathers. You really need to think about what it is that you want and what season you're supposed to have it in. Because you can't have everything in every season. Right. If you want to have good. kids, you need to wait. I I would suggest, based on how we have to counsel couples whose priorities are out of line because they're trying to finish their degree, launch a business, buy a house that's too expensive for them to own with the income that they have, and have kids while grinding 60, 80 hours a week with their startup. That's illogical and it's unfair to the kids because now they're going to get what's left of you. They're not going to get the best of you. They're going to get what's left of you. So my encouragement is you really need, listen, you may want that degree. You may want that job. When is the right season to have it? That's why I think, you know, I think sometimes in our part of the world, mm, go ahead and say it. A lot (laughs) of people get married too early. And what I mean is not that they're not ready for marriage. It's, you know, I think of my cousin who was from Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, he got he's married, um, but they didn't get married till around thirty because everyone he was with back. You know, I don't know if it's a bigger city or just the, when he went to college. It was like the twenties is is we're establishing our career. I don't want to get uh, I don't want to get married and start having kids because I can't afford the kids yet. Right. I need to establish myself, start yeah. making some money, put some money back. Yeah, you know, because. The, oh, hey, hey. The, the job that you get at 22 out of college is not yeah. the kind of income you're going to be making when you're 32. Right. At exactly. least it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, so it's like they think of it in like this is a building decade. Like, yeah. Let's grind. Let's put in 80 hours a week if we want to. And if that and, and I think that's what I think that's what we're saying. Yeah. Whatever your priority is, let it be your priority. And don't add stuff that's not a priority in because right. then they'll take a back seat. And. From a biblical perspective, which is the only thing I'm speaking to, your kids should never take a back seat to anything. The only thing they come second to, uh, maybe third, your relationship with the Lord, obviously, but your marriage and your kids in that order. And that may be helpful for some people. Your marriage, then your kids. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like, I just think that that's an important thing that we need to understand. It's about seasons. It's about what's normal and we even talk about it too. We talk about houses. You know, we talk about how so many people are trying to buy the version of their house that their parents had when they were 55, not realizing it took them 35 years to get that house and they want to buy it at 25. And it's like, no, your first house is going to be a crap just like everyone else. Everyone else. Well, that's you what know? I tell like, people is like, it's your first home, not your forever home. Yeah. It's your like, first you home. Buy your first house. So I just think it's important that we understand, like we need to, we need to normalize it being okay to go through certain seasons at a slower pace. Yeah. As we're talking about marriage and as we're talking about relationships, I think it's important for people to understand if this is your time for your degree, finish your degree. You may not need to do that business startup. You may not need to have kids right now. Right. Because you're finishing your degree. If you are um, launching your company, let right now be your company launching time. It may not be the time for kids. It may not be the time for marriage. Um, you know, et cetera. So you really need to weigh that out. 
Now, what we're going to talk about this coming up Sunday, I think I'll also speak a little bit to that in regards to sex and some of those things. But uh, at the end of the day, you really need to weigh out the season because you can't have everything in every yeah. season and them all be healthy. Something's going to get sacrificed. And from a biblical perspective, your spouse and your kids are never the right answer to sacrifice on the altar of your job, your degree, your ministry. career, ministry even. Yeah. Like that's just never it, you know. So That's good. Um, so, yeah, we kind of dabbled into what we got with Sunday because we talked about normalities. We talked about two things. We kind of stabilize what's normal, right? Either our past. So we accept what is normal because of our past and what we've gone through, or we accept something as normal because our parents showed it to us. And neither one of those things may necessarily be what's right or normal or true, you know? And the phrase I said is what's normal to you may not be what's best for you. Yeah. You know, it's normal for me to treat a woman this way. Well, that doesn't mean it's what's best for you. Like, it doesn't mean it's okay just because it's normal. This is how I saw my dad treat my mom, so it's what's normal to me. Cool. It doesn't mean it's right. Like, right. what if, you know, and on the other side, you know, I'm a man, so that's always the lane I go to first. You know, this is how my wife talked to my dad, or this is my mom talked to my dad growing up. And it's like, cool, but maybe that was a very dishonoring thing for her to be doing. That doesn't mean you should be talking to your husband that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, you know, maybe your attitude is unhealthy or whatever. So, yeah. And we talked about how, you know, how we've always done it. And we kind of broke it down to three things. You know, we talked about, you know, well, I've always repeated what I've seen, you know. Um, and that was kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. Am I duplicating what I hated in the relationships I saw growing up, you know? Uh, you you know, being a pastor, I'm a pastor. We both dealt with people before. I mean, how many people have we come across? Women, for example, it's not excluded to women, but just women, for, for example, who are being abused, and their mom was abused growing up, and they said, "I'll never let that be my life." And then here they are, constantly going to abusive relationship after abusive relationship. Yeah. You know, it's like, am I duplicating what I hated in the relationships I saw growing up, or I hated watching how my dad talked to my mom? verbally you know beating her down or kids even I, I hated how my dad interacted with us as kids and here we are this oftentimes can be the same way it's all you know right it's normal that's what you, like it's all you know this is all this is the way we've always done it right and sometimes you got to change that and you know the solution to that was start breaking the mindsets and pattern by bringing people uh into your relationships that have what you want yeah, that's a good one. You know, uh, it's like, man, we, we're we so good at finding people we feel better than to go to about our problems because we feel superior. Uh, <laughs> right? So it's like, I don't really need their advice. Yeah. Like, what did you say Sunday? talking about you, you don't go to the person who's been married three times for marriage advice. Right, exactly. And it's not to knock someone that's been married three times because no. things happen. Right. But, but, you need to find someone that's been married 30 years. Right. And see how they're doing it. Yeah, it's like when someone... <laughs> Bigger than me tries to tell me how to get healthy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. not listen to your fatter body. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> you, big, you bigger than me. Like, you don't go to a it's broke not, person. It's not going to work. Yeah, For money advice. Yeah, you don't go to a broke person for money advice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Here's you're, what you need to do in your career. You're barely getting by. What should yeah. I invest in? Like, uh, but it's funny. We can say that. But that's exactly what some people are doing yeah. with their relationships. You know, they're going to people who aren't you know aren't well, qualified or whatever you and know? it's like you say though it's like i think it's there's it makes you feel better about your situation yeah you feel superior to the person therefore it's not that you're ever going to take their advice or maybe you even do but like you just go to them because it's like 
you know, I'm not going to get judged by them. Right. You know what I mean? And what we really need, we need to understand the difference between judgment and accountability. That's good. Someone coming to you and saying like, Hey, you need to fix that. That's not judgment. That's accountability. Hey, you, if a, if a Christian man is approached by another Christian man and they're in a discipleship journey together and that person goes, Hey, don't you ever talk to your wife that way again? Cause that's not how Christian men love their wives. That's not judgment. That's accountability. Well, the whole judgment thing is such a cop out though. Boy, you know, like only God can judge me. Like, <laughs> I, I got up. the tattoo, you know, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, it's such a cop out. Cause one, I don't, it's not know that I believe the statement, it's not, it's not biblical. <laughs> but it's like in the context they're using it, it's not biblical. No, it's like saying, calling something out doesn't mean it's only judgment when you're judging, you know, calling right. it out is not judgment. Yeah. Calling sin, sin is not judging. Condemning the sin. someone. The context of that is condemning someone within your own power. Right. And we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Identifying what is broken in someone is not. Yeah. Is not so, but no, I, I totally agree. And that's the thing. It's like we have to get better at holding each other accountable and calling those kind of things out. So, yeah. yeah. Then the other two, um, or the, the other one is excusing my unhealthy behavior. Things we need to stop doing. The way we've always done it, but we need to stop doing. Excusing my unhealthy behavior. Right? And the question really is, uh, am I looking for a person to be a spiritual partner for the person I'm not yet. It's like, that's a good one. I, I could hear the oohs and ahs when I hit this one <laughs> on Sunday. It was like, you know, some of the women out there, like I want a man that loves God, prays, reads his Bible, leads me properly, you know, what well, has character, whatever. And it's like, you're wiling out on the weekends, getting drunk all the time and kissing all over random dudes. Like, I don't think, I don't think God's interested in sending you that guy right now, honey, because you're not ready to have him. It's the the same f- on the other side, by the way. Fellas can yeah, be doing yeah, the same yeah. thing. Oh, not, mm-hmm. to be fair, yeah. It's the f- part of the fantasy, right? That's fantasy life, right? I I'll get my act together when I have that person. It's the way we approach God. There's so many things I, we can use the word cop out a lot. We should just have like a button that we hit and it says we cop should. out. Because like when someone does We're that, it's get like, it. It'll be like a out. thing on the front. We'll order yeah. that. We'll make that happen. Cop out. That'll be fun. That's what that that person's doing in that. Yeah. Seriously. And it's like you're you're not becoming you're not be you're not the person the person that you're praying for, you're not what that person needs. So why would God send them to you? Yeah, because that you know person, if they are in this example, Praying regularly and all these things, Seeking God, you ain't yeah. even on the radar. No, absolutely not. No. That's what that's what I said. You you need to start focusing on becoming rather than searching. Yeah. You need to focus on you, honey. That's you right. Know, or fella, or what, whatever. You know, whatever. Like you need to focus on you right now. You don't need to be focused on like these guys got nothing for you, or ladies got nothing for you. Like these people have nothing for you if you're not prepared for who they're gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Like. So you need to be preparing yourself from a character position and aligning yourselves with God. Um, you know, so, and when I was a student pastor, I used to ask the students, I was like, if the person you're praying for showed up right now, are you the person that's ready to have them? You know, and we have to answer that honestly. So, sure do. Um, and then lastly, on the things we need to stop doing, or this is the way we've always done it, we need to change, is worshiping and idolizing marriage is the ultimate fulfillment. You know, and uh which goes back to i think we don't do a great job 
we as Christians in are church, in, the in the church, church world. Yeah. With that whole, you know, with the marrying early. Sure. It's like that. We, we teach these kids as teenagers, like, yeah. as soon as high school's over, you're 18, you need to go ahead and lock this in. And yeah. I just don't know that that's right. I, I'm so, that I, we probably shouldn't even talk about it because it's like, <laughs> I get it. Especially when you're talking about from a purity standpoint, I get it. Right. But when you go back to that whole conversation we had a second ago about the, you know, the seasons right. and all this, it's, you know, it's just, I, I think it, I think it's very tough. Well, yeah. I mean, so I, I agree with you. Here's, and here's the problem that I think we run into in churches when it comes to this kind of stuff is churches historically are notorious for behavior modification, moralistic therapeutic deism is what some people call it, where you need to become morally superior to your sinful nature and act right. Quote, unquote. And if you're acting right, you're doing better and God loves you. Yeah. And we need to dismantle that, which we're actually going to talk about on Sunday uh, when we're dealing with sex. And we need to change the dynamic of what we're teaching young people. First, sure, Teaching young people not to have sex before they're married. I'm for that. But the why behind that, where the church has historically been terrible at. Don't do it because it's sinful. Okay. And that's worked about them not drinking and not doing drugs too. Like that, that's never worked. What we need to be teaching them is that there is a ultimate fulfillment that is greater than that of their greatest needs. And that is a life in Christ. And when we drive them to what that ultimate fulfillment really is. We're showing them something greater than their desires. And we need to be introducing them to something greater than their desires, not telling them contain your desires until you get married. Therefore they go and get married as quickly as possible so they or, can release their desires or that your desires are bad until you're married. Right? No, those are godly desires that are in you. Right. you put them in you. You're, you. And so I think we just need to, we do need to change that tone. We're going to be dealing with that on Sunday. So I don't want to get too far down that rabbit trail, but yeah, absolutely. And for single people, we need to acknowledge that there are some people who are, aren't going to get married and we need to make sure that that's okay in our vernacular and the way we talk in church circles. Like there's nothing to the woman or to the man that's out there that it just may not be in the cards for them to get married you're not broken and you're not second class. Right. Like, it's not like, ah, oh, you messed up too bad. Now God's not going to give you a spouse. Like, that's not, that is not it. I don't know what book it's in, but I mean, Paul talks about. First Corinthians, I think seven, a, a gift, you know, gift of the gift of celibacy, which is why I think the Catholic church has it wrong mm-hmm. because priests take, you know, vow celibacy. Yeah. And so many of them fall because they were not gifted that. That's right. According to the Bible. All of them weren't. I think sure. some people were. Yeah. Um, so you're you're putting a standard on a bunch of people that uh, they were not. Yeah. They don't have the 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 gift of that to make that last. And there's a whole lot of fall that happens. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. We've 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 created a second class tier of Christians for those that are single. It's like, oh, if you're single, you just you kind of messed up a little. You met, you went too far. Your your sins were too bad. You made too many mistakes, and now nobody. You know, God's grace is going to redeem you, but you're just, that's, you know, you're kind of, it's, it's kind of no luck for you now. Like, and it's like, or God saw fit in his sovereignty 
to call you to singleness and is going to graciously help you navigate and walk that out. doesn't mean your desires won't exist. doesn't mean any of that is true. It just means that God's going to graciously and sovereignly hold you and help you rest in his grace as you navigate that journey that will be difficult the same way for the married guy or married woman. It's still difficult not to think about their coworker or look at pornography or whatever. Like right. we all have to be carried in the grace of Jesus to not, go after the desires of our own heart that are opposed to God's word and his will. And for single people, it looks like this for married people it looks like this, but we all have to have it. And we're going to deal with that on Sunday. I don't want to go too far into that, but we just need to stop idolizing marriage as some sort of ultimate fulfillment. Um, and finding true joy in Christ as opposed to finding it in other places and stop pressuring young people or single people to step into their calling of marriage um, in their teen years or stop telling them you need to suppress this thing until you get it's evil until you get married and causing them to jump into relationships they shouldn't be in um, none of those things should be true it, we need to be preaching a consistent message of ultimate fulfillment is found in Christ alone and only in him will you actually be fulfilled and even chasing after that desire that you have or pursuing the desire that you have or having reached that desire if you've had sex already or whatever you're finding out that's not that's not doing it it doesn't yeah. you know there's not a married couple in the world that found ultimate fulfillment in their marriage they found hardships and struggle and right. god identified their sin in that marriage right so we need to be folk we need you know we need to understand that so it's good but all that to say we talk about this how we do it and you know um we'll kind of hit these relatively quickly but because yeah, um, there's scripture and all these i mean obviously go watch Go watch, go watch it. Yeah, we really honed in on Ephesians 5. You know, we did some work in that. Um, and then we, we you know, kind of cross-referenced a few other scriptures. Ephesians 5 was uh, part of really what we sat in. Um, and then also we got into um, Colossians 3 uh, and so on. But Ephesians 5 was kind of where we hung out a little bit. But we talked about this is how we do it. So what does it look like? What does a healthy relationship look like? First of all, we identify and change our patterns of selfishness. Because we're all selfish. <laughs> oh yeah, especially Justin. Justin's very selfish. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it is, but not because I'm just trying to. Be. I mean, we all no, are, we all are. Yeah, especially no, when you kidding. are single and stuff. You know, I'm not you, you, like I don't have to think about another person. That's true. You know what I mean? So it's like no, you know, no doubt. Well, especially I mean, you know, uh, in your 30s, you've really grown accustomed to a life in your own space, doing things your own way on your own time. Right. You know what I mean? It is not natural for me to think of another per like i don't ever think on my way to the offices i should swing in here and get me and brad and john you know a starbucks, donut or, or, a starbucks, starbucks or whatever yeah it just it's not that i don't want to do those things it's like i'm just i pull in and would get myself something because that's just how my <laughs> it, you know i it's time to eat i eat it's yeah. time to you know i don't think it's about another person that 35 years of have had right, right, this right, right sure so, but yeah, no, it's definitely selfish, but I mean, it goes back to the, you know, the human condition on display. I mean, right. We're all greed uh, at our core. We're all selfish. The world exists around us. Sure. You know, road, you know, the reason I, you know, we get mad in traffic and all that. It's like, you're in my way. Mm -hmm. Get out of, get out of the left lane so I can go through it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what I said. But you, you should get out of the left lane. You please I mean, get out of the left lane. Whether please. I'm behind you or not. 
call it greed, call it selfishness, call it whatever you want. Get out of the left lane. The rest of the world hates you. <laughs> <laughs> if you ride that left lane. Oh, just, man. Okay, yeah. we'll go one more on. Sorry. Uh, God loves you, but we all hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, you need to move yeah, over. Yeah. yeah, you're not getting grace from us. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, yeah, you're right. And marriage, you know, that's one thing we talk about. Marriage isn't about your pleasure. It's about your partnership. You that's know, when God calls you into marriage, he's not call, calling you into a relationship of ultimate happiness. He's calling you into a relationship of ultimate partnership, right. which means you're going to find out what it looks like to sacrifice every day. You're going to find out what it looks like to give, not get every day, give every day. Um, you know, Matthew 16, 24, Jesus told his disciples, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And we, you, we do actually have to take that same approach to marriage. You're going to pursue a spouse. You're going to have to deny yourself and take up whatever it is that you struggle with, yeah. lay it down at the feet of Jesus, and then pursue your spouse in a healthy way. Um, and and what marriage should do, I want to point this out, what marriage should do is show you all the areas you haven't done that yet. You know, marriage, that's what we talk about on Sunday. Marriage isn't here for your happiness, it's here for your holiness. Everything that is in your spouse that drives you crazy is permitted by God to be in your spouse to drive you crazy. You know what I just thought about? How cliches don't help with this at all. Uh, like continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, you, like in love stories and at a wedding or in an anniversary post, it's like you complete me. You know and stuff like that. Like yes. nah, they yes. don't. They don't complete you. I get what they're saying. Right. And it sounds great in your Valentine's Day card. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just 100%. not it's just it's not, not the case. It's not the case. Because it, when they leave you, not when. I shouldn't have said it like that. Yeah. If they left you or something happened or if God called them to heaven before something, you whatever, something. sure. You will it'll be tough and you'll go through hard times, but you will be okay. Yeah. God'll God'll carry you. That's right. Graciously so like he'll, they, he'll hold you. They they're not completing you and if for some reason they're not a part of your life anymore, that doesn't mean you're incomplete yeah no 100 you know i'm saying and that's and that's so key man you know i could hear again like on sunday you, oh yeah i could when hear the audible like oh so like everything that is in your spouse that drives you crazy that is not sinful yeah is permitted by god to be there to help show you the areas of yourself I that mean, aren't, aren't i don't even have righteous. a spouse <laughs> and i was thinking about what it would be for me yeah like, like I hate questions, you know, <laughs> but I could just see, but that has to do with patience. No doubt. No doubt. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's no, like, it goes back to selfishness and selfishness. patience. Yeah, it, so it's like, I could totally see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, well, we, we, yeah, we bagged on that Sunday a lot. You can go back and watch the sermon if you want to, if you want more, it was but, really good. you know, what your spouse does that really irritates you is not their problem. It's actually yours. You need to deal with why it irritates you, not them. It may not be something they ever change. Now, does that apply to everything, though? Like, if they chew with their mouth open all night, like, listen, manners are a thing. Sure. You know, I well, I, 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 <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't address them. Yeah. I know, that's interesting. It just means that you have to understand that that is also something about you that needs to be. I, I think about it like this. It's the same thing as sin in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when it comes to God. Like, God graciously shows us these things need to change, you know, and he does it in a healthy, gracious and loving way. 
some of those things we change and some of those things we struggle with changing for the rest of our lives. Yeah. But he still loves us. For us, it's the same way. It's, it's some of those things our spouse may change and some of those they may struggle to change for the rest of their lives. But we graciously love them uh, because we have received great, you know, all that whole, that whole thing. Um, but it may never change. And if I continue to go become a volcano eruption type of right. attitude over it, that's a me problem, not that's, a them that's problem. That's right. I agree with we that. We don't stand before God and blame it and say, well, my wife, nah, bro. Like, that's you. You have an attitude problem. You have a control problem. You have a issue with your temper. You need to get and, that under control. And some things that may irritate you could have been, should have been addressed prior to marriage. Two like, listen, facts. you're a slob and I'm not. So we need to talk <laughs> we about need this. We need to talk about this. Not yeah. when you get married, 100%. be like, I'm mad, you're a slob and get mad yeah. and you need to clean the house better or whatever. It's like, yeah, I think that's stuff you could talk about. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, number two, the second thing we talked about, this is how we do it. We hold people accountable for their actions and nobody else's. Their actions, nobody else's. It's not our spouse's responsibility to fix what somebody else broke. Mm. It's not our, it's not our boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance. It's not their responsibility to fix what somebody else broke. It's good. And in so many relationships, we are holding our spouse, our fiance, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, whatever hostage because they're not willing to fix whatever the other that person, or maybe it's not an ex-spouse or an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend. Maybe it's your parents. Yeah. Maybe your parents cause some significant emotional trauma for you. And you do need to deal with it, but you need to stop holding the person you're dating, engaged to, or married to hostage because they're not helping you fix it. That's not their job. Their job is to love you through it, but it's not to fix it. Like They can't, they they can't, can't. do that. Right. It's an impossible expectation to have of them. The only person who's responsible for your healing is you. Yeah. Now, Jesus is a part of it, so don't get me wrong. You know, the, the Holy Spirit, like, he's a part of it. But well, the only person responsible to pursue it is actually is you. you. Yeah. You can't do the healing. You can uh, uh, pursue the healing. Right. The healing comes from God. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and we talked about being quick to forgive. And, you can, again, you can go Sunday and check out all the other things we talk about and forgiveness and hatred and, and why it's important not to hold hatred in your heart towards your ex or your parents. You know, we talk about, like, you know, it, it's, a, it's a common theme to hear the word, like, daddy issues and phrases like that. And, and, you know, we need to step into forgiveness because hatred with, you know, one of the things we said on Sunday is hatred for anyone hurts your relationship with everyone. You, your, your hatred towards your father because he didn't love you properly, if you don't deal with that, it will impact your relationship with your husband, ladies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So hatred for anyone yeah. hurts your relationship with everyone. And we dabbled in that. We won't go all the way down, a, down the, you know, the rabbit trail. Um, but also just being quick to let things go. God, dude, I think we live in a society where people are just mad all the time for stupid stuff, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, you know. Uh, me and Ashley have only had one real fight in our entire marriage. 11 years, bro. We had one fight that lasted longer than an hour. So, like, we're doing pretty good. And you'll be, get, could you, I want to let you, I'm going to give you three guesses to guess what it was about. Doesn't matter. Just give me three guesses. Spending. No. You would think, you would think, but no, that wasn't it. Um... It's probably stupid. It's very stupid. I don't really it's stupid to me because I'm the one that did it, but 
it wasn't stupid of her. Okay. I don't know. I mean, spending. I would. I would think a lot of Spend, financial. Spending, financial. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that would. If there was a close second, it would be spending. Or like maybe something was centered around ministry or yeah. work. Yeah. No, we were we were playing board games at Cindy and Anthony's ah. house, and all right. So Justin knows this about me. Other people know this. About, I don't like to lose. Yeah. I'm here to win. If I'm playing your five year old in ping pong, I'm killing that fool, man. Like I'm here yeah. to. I'm owning the game. So we were playing a board game, and. The, the rules weren't clearly explained in the beginning. Mm. Therefore, I exploited the rules, and then I was told I couldn't do that. Yeah. And I said, well, that wasn't explained. So then they go on to like, well, no, you can't do that. Well, then something happens later on, and someone else got a pass. And like, oh, well, we didn't clearly explain the rules, so it's okay. And I was like, oh, now it's okay. Like, And then like in my fleshly nature, yeah. then I start making a big deal out of everything, and it like set her off like she got mad because she's ultra competitive too and she felt like so the real problem was i embarrassed her yeah i'm supposed to hold her in security but i embarrassed her in front of her friends sure and therefore she got upset and that fight that it wouldn't even fight that silent treatment lasted throughout that whole night into the next day out until after lunch and then we ended up talking about it um and all that to say is like, that's the only 11 years, bro. That's the only fight we ever had. Like good. that, like that, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we, we talk through stuff and I want to encourage like other relationships. It's like, bro, let that go. Like we hold on to the dumbest things. That's true. Like, you know, again, like <laughs> I joke around, it drives actually crazy. If it, it legitimately, if it doesn't have any bearing on mine or her relationship, she can believe whatever she wants. And I literally don't care. <laughs> like she could be like, the book written by Greg Atkinson. She could be like, Bob Jones wrote that. I'm like, no, he didn't. You know, Greg Atkinson did. She'd be like, no, Bob Jones did. I'll literally be like, all right, you got it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to see an argue about stuff that doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, we, golly, yeah, we need to be quick to let things go, you know. <laughs> and one thing I think goes along with that, I didn't say this on Sunday, but it's my notes. I want to bring it up. Ladies, because I feel like ladies do this more than men. Uh-oh. Disclaimer. Ladies, this whole like, well, he should have known I didn't like such and such. Oh, okay. Now but you've involved. never actually communicated it. Well, sweetie, he didn't because you never said it. Like, stop holding people accountable for information you never gave them. I, that goes both ways. It. I see it more in women, but I agree <laughs> with you. It certainly can. Yeah. I, every. I think everything can go both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it more with women holding. Their husbands responsible for information they they were never given. Now, in all fairness, I will say there are plenty of times that husbands, myself included, are given information. We weren't just we just weren't listening when you gave it to us, and we got to deal with that. Okay, but all that to say is like the whole idea. Well, here's of like, the thing. This is gonna be part of my book. Okay, <laughs> I love these. These are my favorite. Here's the thing. Okay, go ahead. This is science. I love it. Okay. Okay. Men speak on average 5,000 words a day. Yes. Women speak 20,000. Yep. At some point, we're tuning that words out. <laughs> yes. So you just need to know. Yep. You got to say, hey, 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 I got to tell you something real yeah. important. Pay attention. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> you might, Focus. Right. Because you might have really said something, but we're just. Uh, yeah. That, no, that's true, though. Uh, that is true. That is true. Uh, that is helpful. And that's not a knock it's to not, women. It's not. It's just it's science. It is what it is. <laughs> no, I literally tell Ashley. Ashley knows. 
So for those that don't know, I, I two services on Sunday mornings. Mondays I work all day. I teach pipeline till nine o'clock at night. Same on Tuesdays. Right. Work a full day. Teach till nine p.m. So Mondays and Tuesday nights, she has had to learn that when I get home, there's not a lot that I want to talk about because I'm out of words. I've used double my word capacity for the day because right. I've been teaching and like counseling, and it's like. You know, so she knows I will give you all the information in the world. It would just be helpful for my mental state if we did it tomorrow. Like, and not as soon as I get home. And that's just something we've had to talk about. Because she went, like, what what happened today? And I'm just like, baby, I just, like, I just need to not talk about nothing, you know. <laughs> now, now, if there, if you really want to talk, I will be a good husband. And I will sit down and I will talk to you. It would just be better for my mental state if we did this. And she has learned over time that that's helpful for me. Therefore, she doesn't feel like she's getting shorted. It's just us having conversations. That's what I'm talking about. Like, have conversations yeah. and let stuff go. We don't have, like, living in this state of tension for no reason is so dumb. Like, if you love each other, realize when you just need to let some stuff go. Is that the hill you want to die on? That's the question we need to ask and, ourselves. And, you know, there's going to be a chapter in the book. Yes. Yes. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Oh. Both of you. Oh. You know what I mean? Say what you mean and mean what you say. Listen, to this day, this still happens between me and Ashley. And to be clear, in case you this is the first time you're listening or watching us, <laughs> my wife is freaking incredible. I mean, my wife is she's beautiful and she's literally amazing. She's the strongest human being I've ever met in my entire life. To go through any half of what she's gone through in her life. And come out on the other end and still show up and smile yeah. and light up the room and like all of that stuff. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. Like everyone, everyone is <laughs> a second tier as far as I'm concerned. But uh, so my wife is incredible. But we have had to go through that because, and it's not just it's not a thing Ashley does. I think it's a thing people do. Is well, you said this, but I thought you meant. And I'm like, no, baby. And we have a literal, I have a literal talk. I was like, I will tell you what I am telling you. And it doesn't mean anything other than what I told you. I, think I make some that, of that promise to you. I think some of that's now that we, you know, Enneagram, Enneagram people, I'm an per, eight. personality yeah, stuff. So you, yeah, there I'm is straight. that, I think. But yes. I have had the conversation to her to tell her, I will tell you what I'm telling you. And if I didn't say it, I didn't mean it that like I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And I don't mean something that I didn't say. So take my words at face value. It's not that's cryptic. Right. There's no hidden message that's in it. Right. If I mean to tell you something, I will tell you that. And that is something we had to learn in marriage because yeah. she, you know, she thought, well, I know you said that, but I, I thought that meant you. And I was like, but nope. Like, no, it, I meant what I said. Like, that's exactly what it meant. I mean so what I yeah, hundred percent. That's good. And then, you know, and then last but not least, number three is uh, we establish honor for the people that God brought us. And we talked about the submission thing, which we're really going to deal with in a couple of weeks again. So I don't want to get too far into it on the podcast. And, and then we did a, an analogy about the dance, but I don't want to get into that on the podcast. I want you to go watch it on our YouTube channel. Um, you can actually go on our Facebook page, I think, and find the YouTube link because we posted that, or just go to transformationchurch.com and you click on media and you can find the messages there. Yeah, they're there. Um, but it, it's about the dance, and I really think it's helpful in understanding how wives and husbands are to interact with each other and who's responsible for what part of that. So I would just encourage you if, if you don't go watch the whole message, at least go watch that. Um, it's probably the last 10 to 12 minutes of the, of the video. So 
go have a look at that and uh, i'm sure it'll it'll help you out a lot so it was um, good watch the whole thing or listen i would encourage you to watch yeah, the whole it thing. Was very, definitely watch or it's listen. gonna be a good uh good series. good series yeah i totally agree so all right man we went a little long today let's hit these rapid fire questions real quick oh boy and then we'll roll out um all right justin uh from pod decks first question what technology do you wish existed right now uh, what technology do I wish? I have exists? I have the answer that I think you're gonna say. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. I was gonna say something. I don't know. I need to think about that for a second. Right. I may need to come back to that. You want me to tell you what I think you would say? Okay. Or you want to answer by yourself first? No, go ahead. Teleportation. That's a good one. <laughs> Is that technology, though? I feel like I it guess is. it would be, right? Like just really advanced version of it. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have to be you don't behind have to, some no traffic left no lane driver. You can be in Paris tomorrow. Boom, boom. Or just in, there. A moment, really. Yeah. yeah. I'm down with that. I feel like th- I feel like that would be your answer based on some of our I, that. That would probably lean more. I was thinking of something like time travel, but only, I don't know why that it's we would need that. Of time to, yeah, I don't know why we would need time travel to exist, to be honest with you. I think that's a degree of time travel, maybe. I don't know. We're getting into some weird physics, <laughs> physics stuff now. Um, <laughs> that's actually my answer too. Time travel. I mean, uh, teleportation. Teleportation. I mean, that'd be sick to just be like, "Yo, yeah. I need to go pick this pizza up." Boom, 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 boom. Back piping hot. Don't get cold in your car. It's fresh out the oven. Fresh out the oven. <laughs> How do we go back to pizza? Or, or, <laughs> or, listen. We got spacecraft floating around the universe, taking pictures of faraway galaxies, and you know we've made ungodly technological advances over the years. All right. Yep. Yep. Why can't I get a pill that gives me a six pack abs? (laughs) (laughs) You know. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree. You know, America's all uh, obese. I mean, why can't I just get a pill that does something? Metabolically, and I, I don't know if metabolically is a word I'm, and that I'm using yeah. properly, well, yeah, you know, but we need yeah. something. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, losing the weight that I've lost so far has been hard, and I got another good ways to go. I'd, I'd be awesome, I would love that, yeah. So that's another All piece, right. okay. Number two, what's your favorite gadget? My phone, I, I thought so. I love. A smartphone it can do everything you know it's like how did we get along without it it's like remember back in the day you had to carry a flashlight a calculator a camera a walkman oh, yeah it, it, now it's like all together or being in school and your teachers are always like you're not gonna have a calculator whenever you're walking around in the real world uh, <laughs> false yeah <laughs> boy how wrong were you yeah right what do y'all so, know it's like it's just such a tool yeah that i agree cool. I That's think, my favorite yeah, gadget. I'm rocking with you. I can I can get down with that. Um, lastly, what characteristic are you most known for? What care like physical characteristic? I don't I don't know that it matters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't physical know. Physical characteristic. It can be that I am most known for. Your mentality, attitude. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, demeanor. I, I don't like that question. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't know. I don't know. If I if I answer it, it's probably wrong. If because I you, since you're known for it, other people have to answer it. What if people made you aware of maybe? I it's only a problem in the church world. Okay. Oh, I know where you're going. It's with only this. a problem. In the I know you're world. going, and I'm okay with your answer. Yeah. I yeah. 
I can come across at first as pretty hardcore. Um, you know, I'm very direct. A jerk. Come across. I didn't say you are one. You can right, come across right. that way. And I find that so funny though, because I that I really don't yeah. think it. If you're if you were working for any Forbes company, you'd be. It would be it would be a attractive quality to have. Yeah, I I like to think that I I like to have fun and laugh. Yeah, you know, we I do like that. To, I like to cut up and laugh. We do that. You know, so I would like to think it would be something along those lines. The problem is. Whatever the context is, it's like That's if you true. think church world, most people in the church see me on Sundays and I'm in work mode. Yeah. You know, sure. so it's very different. So I understand the perception sometimes, um, you know, and I just have tried, I've tried over the years. I think I've gotten better. I've tried over the years to just be aware that everyone else is in fun church mode and I'm in work mode, yeah. you know, that type of thing. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. And that's like, or we, we, or like, it's just my ruggedly good looks. <laughs> You know, oh man, that's what it is. I love it. I love it. Cool. Uh, for me, yeah. Cheers. Is shoes a characteristic? <laughs> um, for shoes, shoes. No, I think part of it is stature. Is that a character? I think that's a characteristic. I, I, like size and presence. Sure. Like people have told me plenty of times, like, yo, when you're not in the room, it's obvious you're not in the. Like so I think it's like a stature presence thing. To me, that's a personality thing. Yeah. Is that a characteristic? I think it could be. I don't know. It's um, a weird question to answer about yourself. It is. Yeah. I think some of that's personality. Yeah, we'll see. I don't you know. know. But anyways. What is y'all's? Put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. Yeah, what yeah. is what is y'all's? What are, you best what, is, known for? what are you best known for? I do talk about food a lot. Yes. So I am, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm known, I, I think I could say I'm known for that. And you're, you're going to be an I, author soon. Best selling, two time best selling, <laughs> best selling author, Bitcoin billionaire. Hey, yeah, no doubt, Bitcoin billionaire. There it is, and I said B, but but billionaire. Yep, uh, housing mon- housing market connoisseur. Listen, those are great characters. Great, 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 great characters. Great, great. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Yes. We appreciate it. Uh, this series is going to be awesome, and uh, you listen to us give some truth. You listen to us ramble a little bit. And you listen to us talk about ourselves and what we think people notice about us. So um, all that's been tons of fun. It's probably very telling. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and you got a, a window into Justin's books that should be dropping sometime. <laughs> I got to get right needs because I'm kind of, I'm I joking, but I would think it's I think, it would, I think it would hilarious, be hilarious. And I think you're probably right. It would, it would probably be something worth writing. Put in the comments. You think Justin <laughs> should write a book? Let's see what you guys think. You're going to be the ones buying them. So uh, we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. Uh, but we appreciate y'all tuning in. Justin, where can they find more about the church? You can find us online, transformationchurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. There it is. All right, guys. Hey, one thing I would love to see some of you guys do as we get ready to wrap up. Um, if you came on Sunday and you took some notes, I'd love to see you guys take some take pictures of your notes and post them like your IG stories and stuff. Let's see what's Aww. out there. Tag the church in it. Um, and we'll give you a shout out maybe next week or something. I'd yeah. love to see what you guys are doing. Apply. And if you didn't take any notes on paper, um, maybe list what your favorite thought was from the series um, or favorite insight or whatever. And then post that on the IG story and tag the church in it. And we'd love to give you a shout out next week. Boom. So, all right guys, thank you guys so much. We love you. We'll catch you next week for another week, another sermon, another follow up podcast. Later.
Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review us on iTunes. You get double points if you show love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Brad and Pastor Justin on Instagram and Twitter at at bradlivingston underscore and at justinoswald underscore. Tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. And for more information on Transformation Church, visit us online at mytc.life and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola.